Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ on this Reformation Sunday. Well, what's the big deal? Many churches who have their headwaters in the Reformation even, and the Reformation happened over 500 years ago, but many churches no longer celebrate the Reformation. It seems divisive, maybe. But we still do here at SLC. The last Sunday in October, we still hold up that this event of the Reformation, a movement within the church for the gospel, is as important now as it was then. In fact, we need it more now, in my view, than ever. But why? What's the big deal? Well, although many faceted, at the heart of this movement is what is expressed in our Augsburg Confession. In Article 4, it says, it is also taught among us that we cannot obtain forgiveness of sin and righteousness before God by our own merits, works, or satisfactions, but that we receive forgiveness of sin and become righteous before God by grace, for Christ's sake, through faith, when we believe that Christ suffered for us and that for his sake our sin is forgiven and righteousness and eternal life, are then given to us. For God will regard and reckon this faith as righteousness, as Paul says in Romans 3, 21 through 26 and 4, 5. Yet, having said this, you might say to yourself, well, is this relevant today, though? Are people really trying to earn favor um, of God, the favor of God by merits, works, and satisfactions. In other words, are they really trying to contribute to God's grace in their lives by doing works of the law? Is that really happening? Well, what is interesting is that survey after survey shows that when Christians, committed Christians, are asked if their obedience in keeping the Ten Commandments, for instance, contribute to their salvation, the majority today still answer Yes. Maybe we still do need the Reformation, given our old Adam and Eve still want to get some of the credit. But really, what does this all have to do with us today? How about a teenager, for instance? Teenagers don't live under the weight of the law or self-justification, do they? Well, let's think about Ava. Now, Ava wakes up an hour and a half early each day to make sure she has time to get her hair just right, to pick out her perfect outfit. I mean, extra time's needed in case something goes wrong. While she is brushing her hair and blow-drying um, her hair and brushing her teeth and, and getting ready, she's juggling her phone, checking out how many likes um, are there for her most in recent Instagram post. What? Only 10 likes? Ah, the first ouch of the day. She gets dropped off to school down the street, and as she melds into the mass of peers, she's acutely aware of how others are looking at her, and whether or not her work has gotten the attention of a certain boy. Nope. He barely even says hello. Uh, another gut punch. At least some of her girlfriends comment on how she looks as she slides into her first period desk. 
the teacher goes down the aisle, placing each student's essay on their desk. Ava's heart rate soars, and there it is, on the desk. It's a B. Not her usual A+, and standard that she believes she needs to get the scholarship that she has to have to get to college. Now it's time for lunch, and there's some panic because she can't find her friends and her group. But out of the corner, she notices them, and she quickly scurries over to join them. No longer alone. What would it be if all teenagers could encounter the gospel? That they count and matter, not because of what their peers think of them or what their test scores say, but because they are clothed in the righteousness, the rightness, the beauty, the perfection of Jesus. A gift received and given, given and received to them in their baptism. An acceptance and a like that is sheer grace. Maybe it would bring a little relief from the relentless pressure that what people think and what their peers think. Maybe Ava would have a foundation that keeps her from being too downtrodden by the number of likes she gets every day. Well, what does the Reformation, though, mean for Jim, who after working 20 years and passed for a company and passing up other opportunities to remain faithful to that company, is called back to the corporate offices, thinking he might get a promotion, and then told that the company has let him go. Of course, as he gets that news, he's devastated and downtrodden, but maybe if he knew, and he knows, that he is clothed in the success and value of Christ as a pure gift that no one can take away, maybe and it's something that he didn't earn, but something from which he can never be separated. He isn't totally destroyed by that news. Sir, sure, he's knocked down, but he now has a foundation that can keep this earthly no from destroying his sense of worth because he has the promise of God's heavenly and ultimate yes. Well, then there's Amy. She just got a promotion. She has had very few failures in life. She has always been popular, but there's something different about her. You know, a lot of people with her achievements are pretty puffed up and proud of who they are and often don't hesitate to talk about their achievements. But there is a humility about Amy. And maybe it's the Reformation. Maybe she knows that her ultimate value in life, her core identity, isn't based on her success and abilities, her achievements and and promotions, but because she is made right. She counts because of what God in Christ has freely given her. So the Reformation not only keeps one actually from being devastated by loss and missteps, but also keeps us from being full of ourselves and presumptuous saints on the opposite side. Well, what about Tony? Now, Tony has a passion to see the world a better place than it is and to make it a better place. He works hard and, and makes a difference, but it doesn't ever seem like enough. He teams up with his church and other organizations as much as he can to serve his neighbor, um, but there is, it's, there's a, almost a constant panic and pressure, both in himself and in his church and his other communities. They live under this weight 
that what they're doing isn't going to cut it, isn't enough. They need to do more. And most days, Tony loves um, serving and working in the community meal that his church offers, but oftentimes that joy is squelched by the pressure of having to make the world a better place. I mean, it's such a weight to live, or all, live under all the time. But what if Tony and his community are grounded in the promise that God's kingdom will ultimately be brought about by God as a gift and grace? Maybe it would restore his joy and take some of the pressure off so that now he can just simply enjoy serving his neighbor and not do it because um, all the weight of fixing the world's problems is on his shoulders. Maybe then he would have joy and a new joy. Hmm. And maybe he wouldn't be devastated when things don't quite go in the right direction. Well, what's the big deal about the Reformation? What does being made righteous by faith apart from the works of the law mean today? Well, maybe no, 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 maybe about it. Without a doubt, the Reformation frees us from the weight of peer pressure, of success and failures, keeps us humble, and puts our life and work in right perspective. Oh, brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Reformation, a movement within the church for the gospel, may it make us free from all those pressures. Jesus says, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. That's what Luther wanted the church to give to people. A promise. That sheer grace and gift of God. Luther wanted the church to give that to the people. And because of his legacy and the other reformers and the Reformation, we have the gift to know that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. Not, and that our merits and satisfactions and all our striving don't get us anywhere. Don't separate us, but don't achieve it either. It's sheer gift. And in that, we have freedom to live and love and serve our neighbor. So blessed Reformation Sunday to you this day. Amen.